welcome to Plant Pod. Uh, this is your host, Robert O'May, and again with me today is Brian Hook and McKenna Ayers. And so we, uh, we just talked a little bit about our backgrounds, and today we're going to talk a little bit more about what, uh, why we chose the logo, why we chose doing a podcast on church planning. So let's just start off with the logo. Why did we pick the logo that we picked? And for those who are curious about it, I'm sure that you can see the logo with it, wherever you're watching this podcast. But yeah, why, how do we come up with it? Yeah, well, that was kind of Rob and I. We worked on it a little bit, mainly Rob. Um, and as you guys can see, it's, it's kind of a house with some roots and a little cute little leaf growing out of the top. And so um, kind of the idea is that as churches plant and grow, when that seed or that pod is planted, right, it's kind of like a, a double entendre, a plant pod because of church planting, but also real plants, yeah. right? Like we see in scripture, mm-hmm. we talked about that a little bit last episode. Um, when we plant something, the Lord makes it grow. And so kind of just the idea of, yeah, church planting in general and kind of getting that double double meaning of plant pod. Exactly. And I think probably another reason why we, we did this logo is because I was the one that had the first logo. Mm-hmm. And I think you immediately saw how bad it was. <laughs> it wasn't and bad. you immediately <laughs> changed it to what we have now, which was a good move. Because well, when you know, I saw it, I'm like, wow, that's really good. Well, I, I'm glad you brought somewhere. that up because yeah. to this point, I was like, you know, I never circled back to say you, yours actually weren't that bad. I just yeah. had something in my head yeah. and wanted to see what you guys thought. Yeah, so. you don't need to be nice about it. You don't <laughs> have to be. It's okay. It, it wasn't great. We'll but link I, those I, below the... Yeah. <laughs> you guys can ones. maybe vote, but we've already decided. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't long before. That was a bye-bye. I don't even know what it looked like, but it was mm-hmm. not near as good as this one. So I think I was driving home or something like that and i um we had just finished talking about the podcast and an image popped in my head where you replace like plant pod the a yeah. with a little house and i was like ooh, the house because you know we started yeah. a small groups right. where do in small groups house? typically meet yeah. in your house and it's a great idea and mm-hmm. so i was and like oh that roots. that makes sense and yeah. i was like hey it's a plant we that. talked about it um last episode you were talking about relationships and the importance mm-hmm. of relationships and discipleship and i think for us the the logo also describes really the the foundation of that which is most of our small groups meet in the house mm-hmm. and so and it's family and mm-hmm. i think that, that that's another reason and those mm-hmm. relationships they go deep not only with god but with one another and also you know bringing other people into that house that mm-hmm. environment that we may know in the world that don't know christ so i think that's a another reason why yeah, yeah. And it's simple, so, yeah. like us, right? It is pretty nothing, simple. It is simple. Yeah. Nothing it fancy, is simple. and that's kind yeah. of what we're doing here, right? We are not mm-hmm. making a um, this extravagant production of the church planning of all church planning podcasts, mm-hmm. but we're doing no. um, we're doing with what we have or the resources yeah. that we have, and we just yeah. want others to get excited about church planning. Yeah, yeah we so. want to do the best that we can. You know, we went and bought, did some research, like, hey, let's make this quality, but let's also not stretch ourselves so thin mm-hmm. or you know, wait until we reach some high level bar in order to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. let's, let's do a good job. You know, let's not just do it half heartedly. Right. Yeah. Let's be intentional, but, but let's not go crazy to yeah. your point. Yeah. 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 There was even a part in the logo, the one that I first sent out and, and I mentioned this because, um, I think it's important, but the first one that I had to put out there, the house was actually upside down Yeah. and I kind of liked it and you picked up on it immediately. Yeah. McKenna. My um, thought was, oh, it's kind of like, you know, really when you start following Jesus, there's yeah. a lot of things that are upside down, like right. Jesus's kingdom. It's yeah. very much an upside down kingdom from what we would think of a kingdom right. today, What's right? What's logical. What's logical. Yeah. And so in some ways I thought, man, that's almost even perfect for a podcast about church planning because 
the discussion even around church planning, discipleship, small groups, some of that is really upside down to what you might think in the world today. You know, like, why would I focus on church planning, making disciples? Why would I have a church that's of small groups? That seems upside down and backwards. So that's kind of where some of that... Yeah, why would you open your house? Why would you open your house? We live in a city where that's just strange. I mean, you can open your house for a Super Bowl party or something like that, but why would you open your house to talk about things of depth and meaning and all that? That's awkward. Right. And so, yeah, even in our own city, it's... At first, it's a... That's a very different idea, so... Yeah, and we ultimately mm-hmm. decided on putting the house right set up because it, it was more appealing to the eyes. Yeah. It just so looked, it just looked for, better for clarity's sake. But the house looks like an A. <laughs> it does. It does. Which is it nice. Does. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I love that. So let's um, that's a little bit of how the we discovered the logo. Mm-hmm. Well, what? How would? How does church planting really affect like the evangelical church? Um, and McKenna, I think you've got some stats. I think that would be good mm-hmm. just to start the discussion that you could yeah. share with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I um, I mentioned in the last episode about my time at CBU, and one of the classes that I was um, so grateful to take was Evangelism and Church Planning, taught by our very own Greg Cochran. And great, great professor. Yes, yeah. Dr. Cochran is very passionate about church planting. By the way, if you're yeah. thinking about going to a university, yes. that's the one to go to. Yeah, it's, shout it's out, awesome. Shout out to all the listeners who are maybe wow. haven't gone to college yet. You are Dr. Chris Morgan. Yes. Oh, you're interested I feel like that's in a ministry. Lot knowing where you went to college yeah i, I well I, I think grand canyon True. is awesome as well and if you want to go to grand canyon go <laughs> lopes go for it lopes but uh I, I think when you when you're talking about church planning and the emphasis of planting and mobile mobilizing people through using using their job skills passions um nothing like it I think, yes in my opinion yeah. at least in the west for sure yeah absolutely so shout out cbu the bat program bat program shout out dr cochran um but one of the things we learned about is why are more people not doing this? Why is it honestly the rarity that churches are planting other churches? Um, why do people think that way? And so there's kind of these five big reasons why churches aren't planting churches or church planting isn't even on some people's radar. I mean, in all honesty, I didn't even know what church planting was until I got into the BAT program because that's just something my home church didn't talk about and uh, wasn't participating in. And not to say that they weren't doing other things, you know, they were reaching the nations and going overseas, but they were not planting churches. And so um, here's some of the reasons. So one is the anti-missional mentality, which um, is kind of the harsh one, right? Some um, denominations by nature just don't believe in missions. They don't believe in reaching others. They believe in um, kind of building up what they have, but not going and planting churches and and reaching the nations, which is sad, but that is a reality. Uh, The second is the large church mentality. And so This kind of started in the mid to late 20th century, that bigger is better idea, right? We started seeing the emergence of megachurches, which was unheard of before, and kind of that idea, the more we can grow our church, right? Which is a flawed mentality, our church, church, because we are the church, right? Church growth movement, yeah. Church growth movement, um, which again is flawed because you will reach the most people in your first three years of existing. So in your first three years of just your church existing, um, you will never reach as many people. That's good. You might get people. Creepy. Exactly. But you won't get the right people. Right. You, you might be, You might get somebody you know, from another church. Exactly. Yeah. 
you know, church poaching, right? You might get some some poached or others who have, you know, fallen away and come back, which again, that's great. We need churches that are reaching Mm -hmm. people that have been hurt by the church or have some kind of hurt, you know, church trauma. That's real. But what you're Um, saying is reaching people who did not know Jesus before, but now are attending your church body. Exactly. So people who are not part of the kingdom. First three years, right? First three years would be the most. You're absolutely, I found that to be true. Yes. And then, and this is all, by the way, this is accurate research. This is not, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You're not just throwing out your ideas (laughs) here. Yes, this is Barna and Pew and, um, legitimate um, research centers. Um, so yeah, first three years, and then after that, it's a pretty um, significant decrease in the amount of people you're reaching after that. Um, another uh, one of the reasons is the parish mindset, and so that's kind of the idea. There's already churches in that area. I don't want to impose, um, which is legitimate, um, but it doesn't account for churches in the area who aren't preaching the gospel, right? And yeah. so churches that really aren't bringing people into the kingdom and yeah. reaching people who are lost that also doesn't account for churches that are crumbling, right? Maybe some that are actually reaching people, um, but they're struggling and they are not, they need, they need more churches in the area to come around them, support them, reach others. Um, and then you have the rescue mindset, right? Which again is not inherently a bad thing. Um, but kind of that mindset that why plant new churches when we can just make the ones that we already have better. But again, you run into the same issue where, you're not reaching any new people. You're reaching the same people, and yet you have all of these lost people who aren't hearing about Jesus, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then that final one is the already reached myth, which I think all of us can kind of fall into of, there's so many churches, right? Like, there's churches all over the U.S., all over the world. Why are, Why do we need more? Like, just find one in your area. Um, but most missiologists, right, most people who study missions would agree that the U.S. is the third largest mission field in the entire world. Yeah. And wow. so I think the stat is, if I can find it, we have, there's about 53 million people in the U.S. that have been reached, which means there's about 280 million who have not been reached for the gospel yeah. of Jesus yeah. Christ. Mm. And so what that means is we have not already been reached, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Our nation is, is a godless nation, and yeah. people in the U.S. need to be reached. And that's not to say that we still don't go overseas, right? Yes, we, absolu- we absolutely reach the nations, mm-hmm. um, and we reach those unreached people groups. But sometimes I think we neglect the fact that there are people right here on our soil that have never yeah. heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So it starts those with s- our backyard. Exactly. Those are kind of the five big mindsets that might, you know, steer people away from church planting. Maybe they haven't even thought about yeah. church planting or even know what church planting is. But those are kind of yeah. the mindsets. There's so many. I, I think I think of people in my life that have literally moved their lives from Iraq or Iran, China, South Korea, that have moved here to the U.S. to literally lead people to Christ. Yeah. And so this is a mission field, and those countries that we th- that we would send people, you know, we, we thought that we were the right. center of all mission because we're America and, and all that. <laughs> we're seeing people now actually sending missionaries to us. Right. So, yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. That's definitely different than the mindset that I grew up with, which was, you know, America's good to go. And right. Essentially, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I'm not saying this is true. This is just what I grew up with. America's good to go. We need to go and reach the, the other places around right. the world. Yeah. And as I grow up and I meet people day to day, even those in my childhood that called themselves a Christian, right? Not to say that they are or aren't, but like, oh, it doesn't seem like you're you're following. I don't know. I don't know if you truly know what that yeah. means. And so right. yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. yeah. So church planning would be one of the reasons why we, we do this is to lead people to Christ, to right. see communities mm-hmm. change, to change that mindset that a lot of people have. 
in the church, you know, and mm-hmm. so hopefully some people are listening that say, you know what, I really want to be more about church planning. There may even be a staff member or a member of a church where you're, you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, could I plant a church? And reality, the answer is yes, you can. Yeah. You know, if God has called you and led you and created you in such a way to be a church planner, I, w- I would encourage people to listen to this podcast to begin to investigate, hey, maybe, maybe my wife and I could plant a church. And mm-hmm. I think there are mm-hmm. many, many, many church planners in uh, sitting in our churches that um, you know God has placed and positioned right where they are, where they live, where they work, where they play to be a church planner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brian, why don't you give us for those we kind of mentioned? There might be some people who don't even know what church planning is. That's just never yeah. been on their radar. They didn't grow up um, in an environment where that was a norm or even talked about. Yeah. So why don't you give us maybe like your definition or a definition of what even is church planning? If someone yeah. has stumbled across <coughs> this video and they're like, I don't even know what these guys are talking about. Why don't you tell yeah. us? You know, I, I talked to a lady when I first moved to Tucson and she said, you know, what is that? Because we've been a part of a church that's been there as long as I've been alive. And so how do you do this? So her mindset was, as we talked, a building. And so her, her mindset was this church is a building. You start with a building. You start with a preacher and a building. You proclaim, you preach Jesus. You bring people from the community mm-hmm. to come to that church maybe get involved in certain ministries to gain knowledge about the Bible and then, you know, hey, maybe go do some good work. And nothing wrong with knowledge, nothing wrong with good work, Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with buildings. But I think we have grown up in a country over the last, you know, 80, 90 years now where the building is the church and, and the activities of the church are the things that disciple people. And that's mm. kind of the mindset. So church planning is important, not just to start new churches that are going to build build buildings and fill buildings with people. That's not it at all. What we're talking about is planting churches um, really begins with the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so you, you begin with the kingdom. So the kingdom of God is what Jesus talked about. He talked about the gospel of the kingdom. And that is, um, you know, really uh, Jesus in action. And that begins with with me like Jesus is in action in me so therefore I want that seed to to grow and to be birthed and to uh, see that go forth and so the kingdom of God is really begins with me but also begins with my death so um, Galatians 2:20 says I'm crucified with Christ therefore I no longer live but Christ lives in me so church mm-hmm. planning actually begins with death the individual death of the individual so you have yeah. the individuals that have died to their own wants and wishes and desires to see Christ birth in me. So uh, the kingdom of God begins in me. And then I, I'm a disciple. I'm following Jesus with my life. And then I want others to, to, to be discipled. And so you have the discipling aspect of it. So that's, when you look at church planning, it really begins with the kingdom and begins with discipling mm. me being a disciple, leading others to be discipled. And then I want to have other people in my city, you know, experience that. So it goes out within the city and we find others. And so when you look back at church planning in the Bible, it really began with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It began with Jesus in my death. Yeah. And in Christ, the life that comes out of that. And then you see this birth with a, another and Jesus calls out his disciples, calls them to be with him. Yeah. And then you see a group of people and then he spends some time with them in relationship and discipling. And then at the latter part of his time here on earth, he sends them out. He, he, he is resurrected, and he, this resurrection power is given to them through the Holy Spirit. And so the mandate of church planning is given them to go out, to make disciples. Mm-hmm. But you, 
but he gives he gives them this title of the church, which is the ecclesia, which is the gathered, scattered ones. It's not just gathering; mm. it's scattering. That's and so, good. church planning is is about relationship with Jesus. It begins with that. So it begins with death, the kingdom of God, death, discipling, expanding it out into the city, and then there's this title given to us called the church. Mm. And so that is mm. really last, you know. So church planting happens out of a out of an, um, a result of dying to yourself and experiencing Christ in life, sharing that with others, telling others about him, and then the church emerges. So church planning isn't as hard as we've made it out to be. Mm-hmm. Really, what, what's hard is death. Like, what we have is we have a lot of churches that have started without death. Therefore, we have a lot of activity. So church isn't necessarily, sometimes when you see it on the sign, it isn't necessarily a church there at all. It's an activity or um, it, it may not be anything other than an event in your community. Mm. And a church, you know, sometimes you'll go in and you'll think, this feels like a country club. Well, it, it probably feels like a country club because it is a country club, mm. you know. Or it's not so much a hospital for those that are really trying to heal from the sin that we've experienced and trauma we've experienced. It's more of a country club, a gathering place for that. And so unfortunately, we have an American church framework that's very dead. Yeah. And they're closing every day because people... People really are to a point where they want hope, and they want they want the life that only Christ can give. So that's a long answer to that. But I think church planning for me, and I think biblically speaking, really is Christ. Christ says, you know, I will build my church. So he yeah. builds the church. It's not something we do. So we use the term church planning. Really, it's it's really church discovery. Mm. You know, that's we're discovering what God is doing in our city, and we're joining Him yeah. in that. So. That's Probably a, a correct a term would be church yeah. discovery. So <laughs> I'm dead to myself. I'm experiencing the kingdom, and therefore I'm going throughout the city discovering uh, people. Even though they may be lost, wow, there's a worship leader there. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to, a, I, I, you know, I'll stop by and I'll hear somebody playing on the side of the, you know, road or at a bar or something they're playing, and I'm like, that's a worship leader, mm-hmm. you know, or... You might meet somebody um, that's your doctor, and he doesn't know Christ, and you think, "Wow, that's 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 a future elder of mm-hmm. our church," you know, or that's a future uh, small group leader. And yeah. really, what we want to do is go through the city and just discover what God's doing in the life of people and calling them from uh, the domain of darkness into this this kingdom of light, and that's to good. to allow them to be a part of this. So that to me, that's church planning, and that's what that's we've good. we've seen at Aspire. We've seen numerous people come into our church body that normally wouldn't go to church. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't mm-hmm. go to a building. You know, yeah, they, don't, right. they don't want that. We don't even have a building yet. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we're a church plant without a building. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. And I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I want to just circle back to the definition that you gave for church, that it's gathered, scattered ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's, you know, so as we continue our conversation, it's easy for us because we talk like that a lot, but you know, if I go back 10 years, that, that what that definition would not have been in my brain yeah, whatsoever, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So knowing that there may be people who have a definition, and even though I don't want to admit it at times, you know, I, I grew up where I treated church as the building. I'm mm-hmm. going to church. And now I put a lot of things in my life, and I, I tried not to say those things. I know it's silly. It's small stuff, you know, like going to church. I'm going to church, whatever. Um, but it's like, hey, the church is coming over tonight for mm-hmm. small group. Yeah, because it's the gathered sky. It's people. It's not a building. So I'm glad that you um, kicked that off and that you mm-hmm. really asked some of those questions because that's going to affect the rest of our conversations, right? When yeah. people are wondering 
why why doing a church planning podcast you know what that what that is it's not just planning buildings putting building buildings and stuff right. that's not what we're talking about right. no yeah, um, no, but it's how easy it is to go there. Sure, uh, because that's that's what we've heard, you yeah. know, and that's what we've proclaimed. And unfortunately, with with the television and expanding this out to the world, there are actually people that are in places all over the world where God is really working. But they're starting mm. to see the American church say, you, you know, you have to have this, you have to have that. So right. it's a it's a type of gospel that's not really the gospel of the kingdom, and it's unfortunate because they're hearing, you know. Um, really, it's fake. It's it's a it's it's not the real thing, mm. you know. And there's nothing wrong with having buildings. There's nothing wrong with having, um, you know, air conditioning. Hey, we live in Tucson. I, you know, I love having a building <laughs> with air conditioning. But that's not the church. Church is not an event to attend. It's a right. family to belong. And right. so that's one reason why I'm doing the podcast. It's not so much to gather together and just I don't have anything else to do. So let's do a podcast. No, it's really to help people that may be hearing this all over the world, mm-hmm. know that uh, we're in this with you. And if you are under a tree in northern Ghana and worshiping mm-hmm. God on a Sunday, you are just as much a church as, you know, a church here in America that's got a big building. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, you're more of a church because y- you've cut through all the stuff that some mm-hmm. people, you know, think is a church. And you're underneath a tree and you got Jesus and you got each other and... Well, what else do you need? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're a church plant too. And they haven't, they're not less than. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they're more than. So if you're hearing this and you're in northern Ghana, you're a church plant. Mm-hmm. Just as much as if you're here in Tucson, Arizona and have a building with air conditioning. Gather around yeah. other people absolutely. following Jesus yeah. or, or maybe absolutely. hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. I love yeah. that. That is good. I think the definitions are really important. Um, you know, it even makes me think about how we've had some church planting trainings, right? Mm-hmm. We've done yes. that as Aspire. We've we've led some of those, but we don't call it church discovery training. And I think part of that too is just to, because that would confuse people probably. Yeah, they probably right? would. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, you can't fight the culture that you live right. in. And the culture that we live in, the church planting culture, has called it church planting for so long. But I do think that, um, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what are we planting really? Right. You know, what are we planning? And I love how you said we're joining God in what he's already doing. Mm -hmm. Let's see what he's doing in the city and in the people. And it's not that we're doing a bait and switch either where like, hey, here's church planning. Just kidding. It's not. No, it is. It's still it's still the focus of church planning. It's just like, let's do it the way that we read about it in God's word. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that that is just, you know, that's just that's a type of way of describing it. No, no. I think there's a big difference between doing something for God and joining God in what he's already doing. Mm. I think it's a mm. very big difference. Yeah. And I think if you're a church planner out there and you want to do something for God, uh, you're going to find church planning to be extremely um, impossible. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very difficult. It's not going to be just, it's going to be impossible. I think that even finding God and what he's doing in a city and joining him in that is extremely hard. Mm. But there is life there and there is hope there and there is um and there's there's discovery and wonder there and dreaming there. I think that's that's the fun part of it. And mm-hmm. if you don't like that, if you don't like doing that, uh, you probably aren't a church planner. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably gonna go do something else. But I think being a called church planner, leading out in that, you're what you are is you you love wonder, you love mm-hmm. dreaming, you love seeing what God is doing in your city, and you want to join Him in that. If that's something that excites you, to to see nothing, 
but to see something even though there's nothing there mm-hmm. and to to watch it come to fruition because God did it that's exciting you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. some people are listening right now going man that's me yeah. I love that you know I saw you made um I think you made a post the other day maybe a week or two ago it was like three four five bullet points of um, yeah. And we don't have to go into a great detail. No. What What are those bullet points that you would say for a church planter like uh, that? That may be me. That, yeah, that I, be. I think the the top two are the most important, and I think that number one, you you have to really sense a um, from scripture that God is calling you to do this. Mm-hmm. That this there's a calling from scripture. You, you're in the Word, and God has spoken to you in the Word. For me, it was Romans fifteen twenty come out here and, and to, to plan to be a part of that that was that word of god came became real to me it wasn't mm-hmm. just you know what i'm unhappy where i'm going to church i think mm-hmm. i'm gonna go plan a church that's gonna last about three weeks yeah. mm-hmm. so you, you have to be called because there are times when it, you really don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. and you come back to that calling and say well god did this god started this so i'm gonna stay in this mm-hmm. so calling is important the second thing is 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 equally important i think and that is that you're if you're married, that your spouse agrees with that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get might get a call, but our wife or our, you know, we need to say, well, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not in that. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of that. That's for you, but not me. It doesn't mean that she has to be speaking on a regular basis or mm-hmm. co-pastor or, you know, at the office all the time or whatever. It just means that, that she is supportive of this and she's in this with you. Mm. In some ways, it will be much more difficult for her than you mm. because they will get the complaints that you won't get. They will get the, mm. the, 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 the struggles that, that you won't get. You know, when we have people over, she's the one sometimes that's getting the house ready, not mm-hmm. me. I walk into a meeting. So I also feel like expectations get lumped on, huge the, on the spouse yeah, a lot of times that don't need to always be there. need to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to do the women's ministry. You don't have right, to yeah. lead a small group. You don't have to. But you do need to support your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do need to be there and and to, to pray for him and to encourage him and to be in it. And if you're not in it, those two things are the two most important. Everything else, I would say, are, are a huge third, like mm-hmm. those two. Mm-hmm. You know, one and two, your calling and the fact that she's in it as well. That's I mean, good. if God calls you to do it, you and your wife, what what else do you need? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other points I could give you, but those are the two, mm-hmm. you know. Right. That's what you can And unfortunately, we, we promote um, this charismatic leader and charisma mm-hmm. and wow, they look at the tennis shoes they wear. Wow, look at the skinny jeans the they watch. got on. And I, that's a church planner. No, he just has really nice shoes and skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. Do you have a call of God on your life? Is your mm-hmm. wife in this with you? Um, that's what you need. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, um, last but not least, like if we are going to do a podcast on something, out of all the things that we could pick from, like as a Jesus follower, as we read our word as we read God's word, um, as whatever that is, living a Christian life. We could pick anything, and we don't want to waste our time, right? Like we, we don't necessarily. We we're a smaller church, so we want to use our time wisely. Mm-hmm. Why specifically would we choose church planting? Out of all the things that we could pick, why would we say we're doing a podcast on church planting? Mm-hmm. That's wanna... good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. ultimately our goal here on earth is to serve God and help others to enter into the kingdom, right? To serve God, to love others, to bring people, right? The yeah. Great Commission. We yeah. are to make disciples of all nations. 
And to do that, you need to plant churches, right? Again, not planting, you know, not building edifices, right? Building people, gatherings of people, gathered, scattered people. And so to do that, you need to plant churches. And at this moment, that is not happening on the scale that is necessary um, to even just even out, right? So um, another statistic is to just um, reach a net even, we would have to be planting, in the U.S. specifically, we would have to be planting 10,000 churches every single year just to mitigate the church closures, right? So every day uh, there are churches closing yeah. in America, and we are not currently keeping up with that level. And so we're on a decline. So there are, there yeah. are more churches closing every year than there are being planted. And really and the so, way to, to picture what yeah. you're talking about, we're not talking, like, Rather than in my head, which sometimes the first thing that comes to mind as you say that is a building is no longer being filled with people. That's not what we're saying. Like, if we use the same definition, mm -hmm. there are now less people being reached in that area that don't exactly. know Jesus. Exactly. A hundred percent. And wow. so, um, yeah, and when you pair that with the statistic that, like, um, a church in its first three years will reach the most people, you mm -hmm. it's just amplified, right? Thinking of all of these things in... Um, cohesion that maybe we don't think about on the typical day-to-day -day or um and ministry is hard right like i think we can all agree on that and so i don't think a lot of pastors maybe are thinking about this he already has a million other things on his mind mm -hmm. right that he's having to deal with and so um thinking about it in reality though this is the reality that we live in and we need churches to plant more churches we need um people to pour in their resources and to have a heart for this and to feel the call right and then to act on that not just to think about it in you know you know kind of up here right kind of thinking about it in um the abstract but to do it right to actually um believe god at his word to trust him and to take that leap of faith and to do to do the thing right just do the mm -hmm. thing that the lord is calling you and so um out of all things that we could be talking about church planting seems to be seems to be the one that is going to make the most impact. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. I think I, I totally agree with that. I think that there's a maybe a misconception about church planning. Um, I think that's another reason, you know. But mm -hmm. I think, you know, at the core of it, um, church planning really does represent the multiplication of um, Christ-centered community. Mm. And, I, and I believe Christ-centered community is the eternal purpose of God. Yeah. And Eddie Leo talks about this at length, a great church planner from Indonesia. And he just talks about how, you know, we need to be about purpose, mm. the eternal purpose. Like everything's about purpose. What's the purpose mm. and purpose, purpose. And we do, you know, you know, whiteboard sessions of what is our purpose as a church. Well, at the core of that should be the eternal purpose of God. Right. Like, like what is God's whiteboard? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like? What's he drawing on that board? Mm -hmm. We already drew it. The eternal purpose of God is Christ-centered community. From mm -hmm. the very beginning of time to the end of time, right now, there is a community in heaven. And it, that community has always been there. That community will always be there. Yeah. And at the center of that community is Christ. So when we multiply churches, what we do is we focus on Christ and we multiply that community because that's the community we're a part of now. That's the community that's always been and that's the community we're going to. So at the end of the day, what are you going to sink your teeth in? What are you going to mm. give your life to? Well, it better matter. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that really matters is the eternal purpose of God. That's mm. good. God is drawing his, drawing his people from darkness to light, and at the core of that light is, 
because a man named Jesus mm -hmm. who gave his life for us, that died for us, that loves us, and is saying, I want to be with you. And, and for this season called time, we're allowed to have this group called the body. So mm. Jesus actually calls us his body. So the, he still walks the earth. Mm -hmm. How do you see that? We have to show people what that is. So it's not an individual relationship. Mm -hmm. It's He's made it community. So to have these communities all over called church plants allows people to have a visible, practical, real example of what does it mean to love one another in Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's why we need to do that a lot. Um, if you get over that, you've gotten over the eternal purpose of God. Mm -hmm. So to me, if you want to be a part of the eternal purpose of God, church planning is is it. You wow. know? Yeah. And you should never get over that. Right. Yeah. And that's not just coming from you. I mean, you're, you're using scripture. I mean, we have, I'm using scripture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the reason I there, they sure tell you about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be, I don't remember what passage it is, but we even have talked over some of it before. I can't remember offhand, but, but when you read through God's word and all of a sudden you see the eternal purpose, like, Ooh, I should definitely pause. I know that. I yeah. should pause. Like mm. if it, this right here is telling me what God's eternal purpose is, I'm, I want to, I should probably know that yeah. as a Jesus follower, right? Yeah. And, and there's, you know, what, how many 50 plus um, one another's mm -hmm. in scripture? Mm -hmm. Well, how do you live that life out? How do you live it out? Well, you're, it's in community. Mm -hmm. And what you mean is like things mostly in the New Testament. Yeah, like love one another, some, encourage one another. Um, admonish, you know, one another. admonish one another. Bear how one do you live that? Burdens. Bear mm -hmm. one another's burdens. Those are all, one another's statements are, family statements yeah. and this tells us how we live this out so you know a lot of people think i'll just you know i'll just go ahead and just i'm a christian i'm going to do the individual thing i've been burnt by church i'm not going to be a part well the, humanly speaking that makes sense just to go ahead and go do your own thing but the reality is that's not what the bible says mm -hmm. the bible doesn't it never says that we are to live individually we yeah. need to be a part of church planning and so there's a new move of house church which is awesome i love house mm -hmm. churches but uh, for those listening you know if you're part of a house church and there's not multiplication involved it will die mm -hmm. it will die and you will not experience the fullness of god if there's not a multiplication plan so hey if you're part of house church awesome but man god wants to know how many house churches you're going to plant in the next year mm -hmm. 10 right. years 20 years right go for it uh new testament is full of house churches Mm -hmm. But it's not about just gathering a bunch of Christians together. Right. Because then, it, even then, your group is individual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it always has to be part of a corporate dynamic mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. larger. And you'll never, ever be able to think big enough. You know, God's vision is bigger than us. Right. It's multifaceted. And you can't even grasp. I mean, the Bible tells us in Ephesians that you can't even imagine how big this is. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so big. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So... Um, that's, that's whatever your whiteboard says, God has a bigger plan. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, um, the, I remember just being a part of it, this really landed on my lap. It's part of my story. But before I came to Aspire, I was ended up leading a small group. Um, so it was really kind of some people look at it and they're like, oh, that's like a house church, right? And that, that would be how some people would refer to it. And it was a, a bunch of Christians that were gathering from all different churches in the Tucson sure. area. So that sounds really cool. And it was really cool. Yeah. But there were two things that God brought to my attention. He said, one, you're not, they're not growing spiritually, nor are you growing and reaching anybody who's mm -hmm. lost. Number yeah. two, he has clear direction on what a church has some leadership, 
Mm-hmm. And it was all falling on me at the time. And it felt, I felt scared on behalf of others of yeah. like, guys, like if something happens to me, like, come on, I, you can't be, you can't yeah. just lean on me. Right. That I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm going to mess this up. And so, uh, no one was willing to step up and stuff. And so all that to say is like, there's, there's growth, but there's also like some leadership that he talks about. So it's not just, you know, like gathering some Christians together in the house yeah. to your point. Um, and I, I also want to add just as far as like choosing to talk about church planning, I truly believe if you are a Jesus follower and you are really, truly trying to like follow him in your everyday life and you go to work or whatever it is that you do, like church planning, this conversation will permeate everything. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's not saying that your church is wrong or right in where they stand. You know, that's not necessarily what we're getting at. We're just saying like this will permeate to the discussion of small groups, relationships, values, everything, sure. struggles as being a part of a church, mm-hmm. planning a church, being a leader in a church, being a church member, all of those things. I think it'll just permeate us as Jesus followers and how we do this together. So yeah. I'm excited for future more and more conversations on that me too well thank you guys for joining today yeah Yeah. thanks for uh diving in a little bit more and i look forward to the next one yeah great great to you thank you